0: Are you looking for inspiration on a daily basis? Well, check out Deal to Heal Teas. With our inspirational teas, you're sure to find something that will inspire you. Just go to deal to heal teas.myshopify.com. That's Deal to Heal Teas. Put some inspiration in your situation. Wear inspirational tea and be inspired all day. That's Deal to Heal Teas. At deal to heal Hey guys, this is Ernest James, host of the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. And I got a question to ask you Could you buy me a cheeseburger? Better yet, could you buy me a value meal? Yes. Well, guess what? I don't need a value meal. However, for the cost of a value meal, you can support this podcast to keep us on the air. Just go to Patreon slash Deal to Heal podcast and choose any one of the three tiers that's available. And if you just want to make a one time donation, go to Cash App and make a donation to dollar sign E James, the number 418. Make a one time donation to the Cash App. Or, again, go to Patreon to support this podcast and keep us on the air. Thanks in advance. Be blessed. Welcome to You to Heal with E. James Podcast. On this podcast... Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. I'm your host, Ernest James, and I believe that everyone can live a life that is whole, healed, and healthy. And therefore, I'm on a mission to help people to deal, heal, and fulfill. Let's deal with your problems, heal from the pain, and fulfill your purpose. Thanks again, for uh, once again, for everybody for tuning in, for joining us uh, this evening, Um if you haven't already, make sure that you like, subscribe, and share to our podcast. Definitely on our YouTube. We want to get that up uh, on Spotify. We're on Facebook. Um, we're on Instagram. All your uh, major um, social media platforms. We are on. So make sure that you guys are uh, subscribed to us, so you don't miss a show. Also, give us a rating that'll help us get you know get our numbers up and get our uh, get ourselves you know going. And let us know how you feel. You know how you think we're doing we're doing a good job bad job whatever i don't take it personal i welcome all feedback all right so again thank you guys for joining us to the deal to heal uh podcast and today just like any other day we are blessed with a guest mr michael how are you doing i am doing amazing Good, good, good. First of all, let me say thank you very much for being on. Uh, You could have been doing anything else, but you took out time to be here with me and my listeners, and I definitely appreciate it. And uh, we're going to jump right in. So, Mr. Michael, tell us exactly who you are and what it is that you do. Well, who I am now, uh, from where
1: I was before, as I am now a trained and certified peer support specialist. And care coordinator. I work for a Westchester hospital called St. Vincent's Psychiatric Hospital. Uh, and I am also a professional, motivational, inspirational, memorable, relatable mental health keynote speaker, performer, advocate, and stand up comedian, helping everybody with their mental health and so much more.
0: Oh, you, you said a mouthful right there. <laughs> You said a mouthful, but you hit on a couple of things that that uh that i like. And so I, I came across your your platform, uh, I think it was sometime last year. And I think it was of a, a video that I seen from um I think it's Gold Coast or something like that. Gold, uh Gold Cast. Gold Cast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was kind of sharing your story um about your uh um your, I guess you, you're speaking, just your program in general uh, that you have and I was very intrigued by it and uh, for two reasons. One, I love the story. number one and then the second one uh, part was it remind me it reminded me of someone who I believe you' were very in- endured to um, and that was uh, Robin Williams. Because I I grew up on uh, Robin Williams way back in, and Mark and Mindy days, you know, I remember him from way back then, and and grew with him as he grew in his career, Uh, someone I was definitely a big fan of, and also was hurt, you know, with, with, you know, the way that his life ended. And, um, you know, just that whole journey, which is a story within itself you know, uh, and which I, which why I connected with him, I connected with you, um, because that story uh, and uh, the projection of his life and his career, rather, but then also dealing with the mental health and the things that he had along the way, it, it kind of shows us that, you know, first of all, it can, it can be anybody, any of us, or and, and all of us, including myself, you know, have dealt with some 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 things uh and that but we'll we'll get more into that so michael if you don't mind just uh let's go back sort of to the beginning i guess you would say so before you are you were who you are now you know in the in the beginning when you were dealing with your your mental uh health issues or whatever you were dealing with let's go back there and kind of start there with your story of uh, just who you were then and the things that you were dealing with so that we kind of get an understanding and connection uh, with the audience who may be dealing with some of the same things.
1: Well, well I'll do the okay. clip notes for you. The clip notes for you, Ernest, is that it really all started when I was around five or six years old. I used to stutter and had a lisp. And when you're five or six years old, people are uh, are making fun of you Uh, That's where I didn't even know what bullying was all about when you're five or six years old. So I learned about a little trauma that people were making fun of me because I didn't speak properly because I had a a lisp and a stutter. That got taken care of. So I had a normal childhood. That was fine. And then basically everything was fine until we get up to about high school. And when you're in high school and you're 16, what are you normally working to do when you're 16? Is what? Drive a car. And what, and go pass your road test, right? So I took my road test and I failed it once, failed it twice, failed it three different times. And when you fail your road test three times, then you're really not able to really go and associate with people. Cause the first words out of all my friend's mouth is, did you pass your road test? And what kind of car you drive? And I couldn't really answer that. So I felt like a loser. I had self-esteem issues. That is where I started to suffer, and I call it suffering in silence with my mental health condition, started at the age of 16. And that really was the thing because, what, I wasn't going to parties. I was doing what people were doing during the pandemic, <clears throat> which is called isolate. Isolation is one of the most prevalent cis, uh, I saw cis, uh, uh, thing that people deal with uh, with their mental health. Now, during that time, so I suffered on and off with my mental health condition, I call it, and I don't call it mental illness. I don't like the word illness. I like to call it from my good friend, Dr. Rob Kelly. It's either a mental health injury, a mental injury, mental health challenge, mental health condition, which is better than saying the word illness. So Mm -hmm. I suffered for on and off for about 25 years. I was in the mortgage industry, I was making a lot of money and you can say, Ernest, and you make a lot of money, how can you suffer with a mental health condition? Yeah, it has, does not discriminate if you make money or if you have no job or you're homeless or you're the biggest billionaire in the world, it doesn't discriminate. And we get into Robin in a minute, Robin Williams. But so I went for those 25 years Of suffering in silence I did not come out of the mental health closet until I was married with two young kids and unfortunately I had a wife now a ex-wife that basically uh, did not support me she did not believe that I had a mental health condition which is basically the brain remember so what happened is I suffered so much with my marriage after the five years which was okay and verbal abuse all that stuff and dealing on and off with my mental health condition and being a commissioned sales rep, it's a tough job when you have when you finally get diagnosed after those 25 years. I went out of the mental health closet, I got diagnosed as depression slash bipolar. So I did have a diagnosis and I started to say that is who I was. And that's the problem where a lot of people might have depression, anxiety, schizophrenia, whatever's going on, and they start using that label. That that's who they are, and I'll tell you later on that's not who you are. You might have something, but there's so many strengths inside your body. So we go for the 25 years of suffering in silence. I was in the mental health, mental health. Uh, I was in the mortgage industry, and I dominated, made a lot of money, a lot of money. Uh, even like in 2003, I made almost $500,000. Follow me here. I made almost $500,000, Ernest and I'm still dealing with depression. Yeah, and then five years later to the day, uh, this is after I came out of the mental health closet in 2008, January 2nd, 2008, I tried to take my life. And that's five years later. So what led up to that, and then for those years of the 15 years of suffering, in not in silence anymore, but suffering with my mental health condition, which I came out of the closet after 25 years, it was a total of 40 years on and off of suffering and suffering in silence with my mental health condition. And for the audience to understand what are some of the other symptoms besides isolation, I had anger. I had a lot of worry. I was de- very depressed, the most depressed that I've ever seen. I called the, t- uh, the ticking time bomb. I even have one here that you could feel great. And then all of a sudden, in a couple of minutes, bang, the ticking time bomb goes off. And you're sick again and then you start feeling a little better and then bang the ticking time bomb goes off so these are the same i use a lot of props that i'll get into in my workshop but that's how i felt i couldn't continue i couldn't get and stay mentally well ernest so i suffered and suffered in silence for over 40 years with my mental health condition came out of the closet after the 25 and i went and i called it i did the triangle which is what i recommend people to try first the psychiatrist the meds And the talker. In my case, it was a therapist. So I was on that for 15 years and I had these sadness. I had worry. I had, I was doing this. This is called beating yourself up. I was no self esteem. I put myself down, negative thoughts. These are just some of the symptoms that you go with when you're suffering with a mental health condition. And I went through so much, but the key was I couldn't get and stay mentally well during those 40 years and that's really what one of the things that would happen
0: at that particular
1: time Wow, so.
0: yeah and, and i i, I resonate with, with some of your story uh especially with the growing up myself <clears throat> excuse me but i i i've, I've come to be acceptable of my voice now and most people say oh you got a nice voice or whatever but when i was younger i had a real light voice i, I still think it's light you know some people think it sounds okay but i still like you know it's a light voice so i was always get made fun of because my voice was so light you know and which made me like okay i'm just gonna be quiet you know and that way if i don't say anything then then nobody will make fun of my voice yeah. um and so that with with that same mindset you know going through that that puts me in my own sort of isolation and now i'm sort of a loner uh i did have i got a big family so that helped um and i did still have friends you know um you know in in my life or whatever but i still was self-conscious about my voice even now to get to the point now of, of even starting a a um a podcast and uh uh even being a speaker also you know, and, and even being a minister and, and preaching, you know, that's using my voice, it is still was something that I still kind of dealt with, you know. Um, I think I'm more comfortable now, you know what I'm saying? Part because I, I talk more now and you know, I use a microphone so I know I, they can hear me, you know. <laughs> no, you have a nice voice. Too, have a nice voice. <laughs> thank you you know and so I'm, I'm, I'm a lot more comfortable of it now but you know like you just having those things that you deal with as a child you know and you can see how that uh plays out in your life you know i i didn't have a depression about it i did deal with depression later on in my life you know um and and even you mentioned suicide i i got to a point where i contemplated suicide i didn't attempted. um, Went through a deep depression after my mom passed away, you know, and some other things happened. I I talk about it all the time on the the podcast, so they know my story. Um, Yet and still, I I like to definitely uh, be open with, you know, myself, especially with my guests, um, who also share their story, because I want people to be able to relate to us. You know, we're just regular, everyday people, and we're dealing with and has, have done with, dealt with, and some of us, like yourself, has came out on the other side of, of some things, you know. And one thing that I always say is that, you know, when we're going through something, God gives us the choice whether we're going to be a victim of that circumstance or we're going to be a victor of that circumstance. And those of us who come out on the other side as the victor, he then gives us the, the, the job to go back and help those that are still victimized by when we came out of. And so that's one of the things that I, I'm very glad, you know, we are have you on because you're, you are an example of that, you know, of going through some things and dealing with some things and then coming out on the other side and not just saying, yay, yeah, good for me, but then turning around and says, now let me go back and help those, you know, who are, who are still going through it. So um, I, I wanted to go back a little bit and you know we talked about uh the isolation and even this pandemic you know and what for some people i'm sure this pandemic you know what i'm saying it just has been i i, I can't even imagine you know uh, especially those that are are in dealing with isolation and dealing with depression and then to be in a place where now you're like cut out from everybody you know what i'm saying so i can imagine how you know, it, it may have affected a lot of people. So in, in your experience and, and just with the people that you may have come across, you know, during this pandemic, you know, what is some of the things that, you know, people are dealing with um, just as a, as a result of being in this pandemic uh, with their mental health? Well, first of
1: all, uh, the mental health conditions, suicide and opioid use and addiction have been skyrocketing. Okay, let's just get that out there. And the problem is, um, I wish our government can do more about it. And that's why I can't clone myself. I wish I can clone and have more of me going all over every state uh, to do that. But I can't, I'm only one person. But the point is, is that this pandemic has made so many people lose their jobs then stay in the same relationship together where people now are divorcing. There's so many things. And then people, they don't know what to do. So they'll just do more addiction, do more drugs, uh, or you know what? I'm going to think about maybe even taking my life. And that is really one of the biggest things. And 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 we need somebody like myself that... You know, I haven't got to the good part yet, but the the thing is somebody that has been there and done it. So the thing is, for me, the most important thing, Ernest, is that the most important question is, what was it finally that got you to get and stay mentally well? And where where did that come from? And I'll tell you exactly where it came from, because if you look at me right now, can you tell that I've been in six psychiatric hospitals. Can you tell, can you see the scars? Uh, Can you tell that I had 22 ECT treatments? That's when they shock your brain to make you feel better, okay? 22, can you tell? Can you tell that I was in four outpatient units? Can you tell that I had shingles on my face twice in nine months, okay? And can you tell that I had suicide thoughts all the time? And of course had the suicide attempt in january 2nd 2008. you can you tell because looks can be deceiving and i come up with uh, which i'll tell in a second by my speaking career is to show them that wow look at this guy i'm I'm single i'm hot and you can't tell what was in the past for them and got me to stay mentally well and that's the key it's not about getting well how do you stay mentally well how do you stay uh, suicide thoughts? no more or suicide attempts no more or get away from no more addiction no more drinking no more drugs no more opioid. no more out al- no more alcohol how do you stay and then of course stay mentally well so it was on August 11 2014 that it, something happened and you know what happened on August 11 2014 a guy named Robin Williams did what he did this is the this is the picture I got from an artist from from florida who's amazing and that is from the movie patch adams and mm-hmm. i'll get into that in a second but when robin williams did what he did now i am one of the biggest robin williams fan i believe he's one of the most underrated actors that should have won mm-hmm. so many more oscars than just the one in goodwill hunting when he won a supporting actor that's number one number two there was nobody in the planet that is improv comedian as good as Robin Robin was the quickest you can ever get I have a little bit of that in me but I'll never be like Robin I'm not looking to be like Robin but Robin Williams was a genius but we need to know the facts Robin did what he did it's not yes he suffered from drug and alcohols in the past and he had you know it was also depression a lot of things were going on in his past many different things but it was Louis Body Dementia. And I just saw uh, a documentary. You got a, a Rob, Robin's Wish. You gotta watch it. It's an hour and 15 minutes. It's a good you'll learn more about Louis body dementia. Because Louis body dementia is things that, that your mind starts to hallucinate. You're not able to remember anymore. You, that's why he couldn't remember his lines in he was doing the museum, the night of the museum sequels, and he couldn't remember things. And the director's saying, this is not Robin. But they all kept it to themselves. That was a mistake. They should have brought something out. Robin is not the same. Something is not right. And so when Robin was going through this Louis body dementia stuff, uh, he couldn't be Robin anymore. And on August 11, 2014, I call it suicide. And Louis body dementia took Robin Williams' life. I do not like to use committed suicide. I don't like that term. That's ridiculous. Like, oh, you know what? I'm going to commit suicide when I'm 55. What are you talking about? You're not going to commit. No. Suicide took somebody's life, and it took Robin's life. So when that happened, I lost it. I lost it. And I got the sickest that I've ever got in my life with my depression, bipolar, you name it. Two months later, I went into a psychiatric hospital, my sixth one. OK, they opened up a frequent flyer program for me. I'm just kidding. But the point was I've been in six. I get most of my sixth one. I went in and I was depressed. The most depression I've ever been in my life. Biggest fan of Robin. And when I went in, something changed. I don't know. You can call it divine intervention. You can call it an aha moment. I don't care whatever you want to call. It. When I went in there this time for the sixth time on October 16th, 2014 seven and a half years ago i started to work on a workshop right in the back there called the three amigos of mental health and my job number one is how do i get rid of this terrible stigma of mental health conditions because that is what's one of the biggest problems in this world in, in the word illness as i said earlier so i went and came out with a workshop While I was in a psychiatric hospital and and I I was doing therapy for them, for the doctors, and I was teaching them about what I want to do. Get rid of the stigma, having people open up. That's the key. And not like I suffered in silence for 25 years. Why didn't I come out of the closet earlier with my mental health? And get people to tell their story, to open up and deal with acceptance that they have something going on with you. That's the key. Now, that's called strength, Ernest, when you do that. If you're in the the Nile River, you know, the Nile, and you're not going to come out of the mental health, addiction, suicide, thoughts, whatever going on with you, then that's not strength. You're You're just going on and not working on a recovery plan. So that's also part of the workshop. The other part of the workshop that I came up with in a psychiatric hospital is like, was, was using things called a wellness toolbox to use the wellness tool. So what I started doing is meditation, deep breathing exercises, affirmations, a creed, uh, God, Jesus, acupuncture, hypnosis, self-improvement tape, Wayne Dyer, that you can self-improve yourself, uh, Deepak Chopra, reading books like The Four Agreements, watching the great movie like like patch atoms watching goodwill hunting and i came up with these unbelievable wellness tools that i get people to try with their as i said earlier the triangle that's the psychiatrist meds and the talker because that didn't get me to the promised land so i came up with this a to-do list but nutrition good sleep i can go on and on and on and i have and i send these wellness tools to people from my email to help them so this is all being programmed in the hospital and then uh, in a psychiatric hospital. And then I came up with more stuff during the last seven and a half years where I become a keynote and speaker and performer, and I speak everywhere. And what's my goal? My goal is to tell people that you can get mentally well, you can stay mentally well. If I could do it after 40 years of struggling for so long, so can you. Try the wellness toolbox. But of course, what's the biggest wellness tool of all? Come on, Ernest. We know what it is. It's humor. Humor is the most important and the most important of all wellness toolbox. And it's because of laughter and smiles. And do you know why it's important to have humor in your mental and physical health? Well, a couple of reasons is you have the, senato- you have the serotonins and the dopamines. gets released from your brain. It's that happy feeling. You know, And, and some people laugh. You laugh. And then you have what is the, you, boot, you have the endorphins that lift your mood, just to boost your immune system. It dulls and kills the pain. I understand if you're really suffering hard and if someone tells you a joke, you might not laugh. I understand that. I've had those days that nothing's going to work. But try a little humor. It's contagious. It's good if you, you know, if you go for a job interview as long as it's appropriate humor. Uh, it alleviates stress and anxiety. It's also a beauty enhancer. Look, just kidding on that one. But the point I'm making is that it's good for you. And and I came up with, while I was in a psychiatric hospital, I came up with this. You see this? It's called bipolar gum. That's right. I have bipolar gum out there on the streets. And I throw this in the audience, bipolar mint gum. So now you too can have the taste and the feel of having bipolar. But don't worry, each strip comes with free hospitalization ECT treatments and permission to run naked in your local shopping mall. I've done that three times. But I got schizophrenia gum coming out next week. What's the point? The point of the bipolar gum is about education and awareness. Have fun with your mental health. Don't make fun. Have fun. I have no more. I don't use. You ever hear of I'm in joy? I've never heard of it before. It's called mental joy, ladies and gentlemen. We have stress brains, I throw in the audience. I make people have fun with their mental health addiction or suicide. And we talk about it. We share. it, And the key is, and I say this all the time, I'm a relatable resource. Yes, I'm a trained and certified peer support specialist and care coordinator, work at a psychiatric hospital, and an incredible, yes, I feel I'm a pretty decent speaker. But the point is, what am I trying to do? yes i want to help everybody with their mental health addiction and suicide to get the help they need maybe try some type of wellness tools maybe use some type of humor and those are the things to try to get you to stay mentally well suicide free and addiction free that's the key but what's the most important thing why i'm doing this if you say it's because of the money ah, wrong answer ernest it's not about the money ladies and gentlemen the, the definition of success by Michael Weitzman, Bit log No Longer, and eventually I'll tell you a little bit about Mrs. Staying Alive. But it's all about what? Michael is using his life experiences, right? What are life experiences about? It's from your disappointments and all your struggles. And it's how you deal with them. Even it's on your title here, how you deal with things and work with things that they can become your amazing strength and incredible triumph. And the most important thing that Michael White from are No Longer and Mrs. Staying Live is doing is using my passion. Oh, my God. You remember the movie when Harry met Sally? You remember that movie? Yeah. yeah. Scene where the lady goes, I want what she has. Well, yeah. I don't want the big O. We're not talking about the big O here. We're talking about the big P. Yeah. And I'm talking the passion, ladies and gentlemen. I have passion that is coming through my body i call myself i am the virus you want inside your body that's going to help your mind your body and your soul that's going to go i am contagious and i am infectious to help you with your mental health addiction and suicide and it's all about using my passion in giving value and helping others it's in the bible how may i serve the bible is a wellness tool if you believe in god it's a, it's a wellness toll. If you believe in Jesus, I'm a Jewish guy that believes in Jesus. Yeah, I go both ways in religion. So, <laughs> the point is, you know, what is it about? Have fun. Whatever you're going through, get the help you need. I'm not saying don't work on a recovery plan. Of course, you got to work on a recovery plan. But while you go for that journey, and even if you're having bad days, Try to dip yourself into this wellness toolbox, man. I can send you all these different wellness tools that I've used. Oh, my God. There's so many. Hypnosis is something you can try. You can do acupuncture. There's so many different things. I mean, in the books, like I said before, I would really read the four agreements, man. Most amazing book. It's only 140 pages long. And it's all about what? about getting it's about don't take anything personally just like you started the show if someone's going to make a review you don't like don't take it personally so i listen to you yeah i'm becoming a good listener so the point is this is what it's all about and the problem is called this the problem we still have is people are still suffering in silence they're not coming out of the mental health addiction or suicide closet they're worried what other people gonna think and say, could be the people they're living with, their family, the loved ones, their friends, the employers. It goes on and on and on and that has to stop because the key is, and I say this all the time, it's not shame that you have something going on with you. Don't feel guilty that you have a mental health condition or addiction problem or suicide thoughts. And most importantly, from the movie Goodwill Hunting that you've gotta watch, From Robin Williams and Matt Damon, he goes right to Matt Damon at the end where he's a counselor for Matt. And he goes, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. He says it 10 times and breaks him, finally breaks him and they hug and he made that connection. And that's what I'm doing. I'm making this connection because it's not about Michael Weitzman anymore. It's about what is Michael Weitzman going to do to help others in this world? Because I've been to hell and back. And now... I can educate people, even though I talk about bad things and my suicide and my suffering and all those things, I've got to the promised land now. Now I'm all about how I'm able to get and stay mentally well. For seven and a half years, I've never been this long being mentally well. I haven't had any bad days because I use what? The wellness tools from the wellness toolbox. Hello? So these are just some of the things that I've been working with. And humor is i do a lot of stand-up comedy i'm on so many podcasts and webinars and i'm doing more seminars now remember remember a seminar remember those yeah. yeah hey god and then you're not going to believe this ernest you're not going to believe this you're, you're not believe really where i'm getting a lot of referrals i'm getting referrals i've been i've been single now and i had a breakup nine months ago so most people have breakups to get oh sad depressed I got so excited. I'm the most happiest man right now for nine months. i tell you, man, the breakup was good for me. I lost 25 pounds. Uh, it's unbelievable. It's a new Weight Watchers program. Break up with your girlfriend and lose the 25 pounds. Just kidding. I'm making that up. But the point I'm making, Ernest, while I'm doing my improv, which is similar to Robin, is that there's so many things that you can do to work on your mental and physical health. And, uh, and I'm just going out there doing God's work right now. And like I said, um, I have a great story. I'm working on my book. Um, someone might be doing a documentary on me and I gotta get to the masses. I need to be naturally and worldly known so I can be that person and say, wow, that guy helped me with my mental health. That guy helped me with my addiction. That guy helped me or he helped my daughter or helped my son. That, you know that feeling when feeling when someone says I helped somebody? That's the best feeling in the world. And I'm just being me and I'm being relatable. So don't have that shame, ladies and gentlemen. Don't. Come out of the mental health closet, work on your recovery, find a good psychiatrist, find a good therapist, find a good uh, medicine. But I'd like to know, you ever see this? You know the slogan of Lay's? You just can't have just one psychiatrist or one therapist or one type of medicine it took me a long time to find the right combination. So don't give up if that psychiatrist didn't work, find another one. If that medicine didn't work, find another one. If the therapist doesn't work, find another one and try to get that combination. And then again, how many times am I gonna say, try the wellness tools with your therapy, with your support. And what is one of the biggest, support, one of the biggest things that I recommend in the, in the wellness toolbox? You need support, you need support. I don't care whether it's from your girlfriend, your wife, your family, your friends, or you go to a support group. They have depression, bipolar groups. They have psych- uh, schizophrenia group You go where people are just like you. Hey, you know what? You suffer from depression, bipolar, just like me, and we're normal. We are normal. We aren't our diagnosis, like in the movie Patch Adams. Same thing. Watch that movie. You'll think of me. And it's all about what? Getting rid of the stigma, dealing with acceptance and opening up, using wellness tools and using what? Humor to as your biggest wellness tool to get and stay mentally well.
0: Man, Mike, oh drink some water, man. Take a prayer off, man. <laughs> you said a whole lot, man. I, I I love it. I love it. You you uh, hit on a lot of things uh, that I definitely uh um, resonated with me uh, especially when, when I was going through my depression. Um, and I, I'll share a little with you.'ve again, I've shared it on the podcast a lot of times but um, I was going through a divorce, I was in debt. Um, which led me to go into depression. Then um, my mother-in-law at the time, who I was very close to, passed away. And then three years later, my mom passed away. And so with all those things, you know, one after another, you know, kind of, you know, packed up on me. You know, I went into a deep depression, and you know, it was it was kind of in this this dark place. And I contemplated, you know, committing suicide. And one of the things that I, I tell everyone, you know, you have to find something or someone to live for. And that someone, for me, was my daughter, uh, who was probably only like seven at that time. And you know, at that time, my daughter was my shadow. Everywhere I go, she went. You know, and it was like that's your twin. You know, everybody would say that's your twin and things like that. And she was always with me. And so it took me thinking of her, like what is going to happen to her if I'm gone? You know, yep. she, she at, at that part, at that moment, she had already lost a lot of people, you know, um, a lot of loved ones at that young age, including both of her grandmothers at that time, you know? And I'm like, so now what's going to happen if she loses me, which is the closest person that's with her all the time, not taking anything away from her relationship with her mom, but you know, daddy's little girl. She was she was with me all the time, and I'm like, if if I'm not here, where is that going to leave her? You know, and so that was the the one person that I I found to live for, and then also with the people that I was around, my family and loved ones that you know took hold of me and helped to pull me out of that place, which goes back to what you were saying, uh, which is support. You know to get me out of that out of that space and, I, and i'm definitely grateful for them to be able to get me here where we can have this conversation and be open about you know the things that we were going through and, and even speaking also about support you know i end up having to go to uh bereavement support also i joined a bereavement support group, you know, because like I said, my mother-in-law, who I was very close to, and then my mom, you know, three years apart and and from the same thing, you know what I mean? And, and it was just a lot at that time. And so I had to go to, uh, I joined a bereavement group and I, I loved it. And so even after my sessions were done I then volunteered and became a volunteer at the bereavement group you know helping others and sharing my story with other you know families as they came in dealing with their own grief and things and so I I, I love it Mike I love your story man um I, I thank you again for being here but before we go uh, I see the sign behind you and and i I know a little bit about it but I want you to give us a little bit about uh uh your program um, and the Three Amigos, I know, I think you mentioned you're working on a book. Um, so give us a little bit about that. And I'll, I'll let you have the last words, but definitely tell us uh, some more about your, your program.
1: Well, my program is about my life story. So it's I, just the stuff I talked about today, I get into more stuff. I do workshops. I could do a 10-minute workshop and just do clip notes. I could do a 30-minute hour. The best is either an hour, an hour and a half to do my workshop presentation called The Three Amigos of Mental Health. But it's important that you know what the three amigos are of mental health. The first amigo is somebody that's suffering with a mental health condition. The second amigo of mental health is someone that's suffering in silence with their mental health condition. And the third amigo of mental health is someone that doesn't s- suffer at all. I go, congratulations, mazel tov. great for them. But those are the people that need the, the and gum or what it, they need to know what it tastes like, and what it feels like. So they can be more understanding and loving to the friends and family that they know that are suffering. And that's the big key, because when I was going through major depression, I was yelling at people. It was my disease talking. And a lot of people just want to stay away from someone that's mentally ill. OK, and I'm sick of that. It's part of the disease. And and you have to deal with it both ways, if you're the one that's suffering or not suffering. So I try to get the three amigos, the one suffering, suffering, silence, and the one that are not, to all get get together and support and help one another by being friends, amigos. So I am speaking all over from uh, at clinics, hospitals. I'm trying to get back into the schools. The pandemic has made it very tough getting into schools now. Still with the COVID and and they're not doing as many face-to-face, but I'm looking, uh, I'm I'm doing a lot of podcasts and webinars and starting to do more seminars because I really want this workshop to go not just for mental health people, but even if you go into an Amazon organization, which is one of the biggest companies around, one out of four people at Amazon, one out of four people at Walmart, one out of person at Mercedes-Benz, it doesn't matter the name of the company. One out of four is suffering with a mental health condition that is diagnosed. You hear what I just said, ladies and gentlemen, one out of four. Now, how many are suffering in silence? We don't know. It could be another quarter percent. That half, 330 million people live in United States. Half of them are suffering with a mental health condition. And what is being done with programs? Do we have anything in the schools? Not really. Do we have anything that the government is working on? Nope. First thing in the budget they cut is mental health. So, something needs to be done and that's why i said i wish i could be a clone and i wish i can be cloned and go to all over and do it from a different point of view a fun relatable different approach using props there's my brain mental joy i throw things in the audience i make it such a fun experience when you're listening to three meagles of mental health the bad stuff that started my life which i suffered suffered in silence and then how it's been unbelievably blessing for the last seven and a half years of staying mentally well, and I want to share that with my audience, because they deserve some other ideas instead of the regular, well, let's just take medicine, see a psychiatrist, and a therapist. Okay, nothing wrong with that, but that didn't get me to the promised land, Ernest. It didn't get me there. It was doing the other things, having a to-do list, having a backup plan, having support. I wouldn't be sitting here right now, Ernest, if my parents they were my biggest support staff. If I w- didn't have my parents, I wouldn't be alive. Unfortunately, my dad died three years ago and my mom died five years ago, but I was their best sibling, their best son that made, that was supporting them when they got old and they got sick. I was there for them since they were there for me. I had to do The Lion. It's like the circle of life in The Lion King. Mm-hmm. I had to do it back to my parents. So thank God I didn't need bereavement or anything like that because I was very mentally well and it's all about staying mentally well ladies and gentlemen and that is why even if you had stuff in the past in the pain you can go further and it's all about going further never give up and i never did even though i suffered for over 40 years with my
0: mental health man mike oh i i i'm I'm just full, man. I'm I'm full of all your information. I love your story. I love what you're doing. I want to thank you, first of all, again for for being on. Uh, I know it was a a a time, you know, from our first contact until getting you on. But I'm I'm glad that you know we were able to to get it, you know, work it out where you could be on and be one of my guests. Um, for those of uh, us who those who may be listening who may want to follow you, keep in touch with you and, and definitely, you know, come to something that you're doing, including myself. So definitely when you're in Chicago, let me know, you know, you, you um, can, you but, that on Instagram today with me. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So um, anything that you, you have going on, um, but for those who, who want to follow you, what are your uh, social media handles and those things and, and all of that. And again, I want to say thank you uh, for being on and I'll let you have the last word last word, they can contact me, Michael Weitzman,
1: YouTube. You can find Michael Weitzman on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. I'm all over the place. And I can send information to you. My email, which is very important. Email me, mweitzman, that's W-E-I-T-Z-M-A-N, mweitzman3 at gmail.com. You can call me like I said, I'm meeting so many people on dating sites. I didn't get to get into that. I'm helping their, the women that I didn't even go out with anymore. I'm still helping them and their own children with their mental health. That's how prevalent mental health conditions are, even in the dating sites. So so just contact me, 914-523-5766. All over. I'll send you my wellness tools. I'll send you all these amazing books and movies that you've got to watch. That will help you and motivate and inspire you because that's what I'm all about to help you with your mental health addiction and suicide. And it's all about what using the passion to give value to help others.
0: And you and you definitely have the passion, Mike. I, I, I'm, I'm so glad that we met. So glad to have you on. And just a, a tidbit my favorite uh Robin Williams movies. Can you guess?
1: Awakenings. Nope. Insomnia. Which one?
0: Insomnia. Oh, that's with, a good with one. Al Pacino, and and the, the reason why because that character that he played was so different than all the other characters that he usually played, you know. And I was just like, "Oh, I love it! I you love know his it. favorite." You know what his favorite was? What was that? The one he didn't do one stitch of comedy,
1: Awakenings.
0: Awakenings. Okay, I'm gonna have to look look that and one up. Robert De
1: Niro is a, is amazing in that movie too. You gotta watch Awakenings, you gotta watch Go Hunting, you gotta watch Patch Adams. You watch Patch Adams, you'll remember it's a similar story to me. He came up with being a medical doctor when he was came out of a psychiatric hospital. I decided I want to go in the mental health field, not be a medical doctor. So there's some similarities there with Patch. Robin is there is so in my life still. I got other pictures of him with all his roles that he had. And all I can say is thank you so much, Ernest letting me be able to have a platform to speak on your show and thanks for being with us making it a great
0: show together no problem no problem again thank you mike for being on uh everyone all my listeners i want to say thank you guys for tuning in to the deal to heal with e james podcast and you know you guys know our mission is to help people to deal Heal and fulfill to deal with your problems, to heal from the pain, and to fulfill your purpose. So, until next time, we will see you guys next week. Hey guys, I know you're enjoying the podcast. However, don't forget to join our text line at 866 326 0730. That's 866 326 0730 in order to receive text messages with new events and things that is going on and new episodes as they release. All right. See you in a minute. Thanks for listening to the deal to heal with E James podcast. Remember to listen, like, subscribe, and share. This episode has been brought to you by deal to heal teas. Put some inspiration in your situation where inspirational tea can be inspired all day. Is go to deal to heal Remember, our mission is to help you to deal, heal, and fulfill. Deal with your problem, heal from the pain, and fulfill your purpose. Thanks for listening.